0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on eve of the final round of Europa League group stage games. Jota is out of the League Cup final, according to Ange Postacoglu, who also sticks up for Kyogo. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is ready to rotate his Rangers team in Lyon tomorrow. And we've got midweek Premiership action as Livy take on Hibs in a game rearranged during the visitors' COVID outbreak. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, we've got Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray. It might be bang in the middle of the week, Alex, yeah. but it's all happening. Yeah, absolutely. A big game tonight for Hibs, you know, on the back of some poor, poor performances. I've got an opportunity to put that right against Livingston, who are struggling for points. You've also got the European fixtures tomorrow night. Real Betis coming to Glasgow and Rangers are over in Leon, so plenty to discuss tonight. And we might say about one game at a time, all that usual nonsense, Simon Donnelly, but already Celtic fans digesting the news that Jota uh, is going to be out of the, the League Cup final in a few games' time. And um, interesting to see what route the managers take tomorrow. Yeah, but obviously when something like that happens, it's a it's an opportunity for another player to step in. I think Mikey Johnson played at the weekend, Celtic did really well. I think he's a player that probably needs a wee bit of confidence. So that might be an opportunity for him. But there's absolutely no doubt that it's a, it's a blow to Celtic. Uh, Jota's the guy on form. He's been different class over the last period So yeah, he'll be a miss 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet You can do that as well At Clyde SSB Pick up that phone though We always prefer to speak to you in person Generally speaking right? We will delve into all these different talking points and stories In more detail Generally, what, what about tomorrow Alex? What's your general feelings about yeah. How much it matters Or, or how much it doesn't matter? Uh, I said at the weekend Gordon I felt as if both managers would pick a, a team that was reflective of what they need to do at the weekend I think there'll be players rested I think there'll be an opportunity to get guys uh, game time uh, and, and I stick by that uh, I think uh, Rangers will most certainly uh, mix it up due to the fact that they've already qualified uh, and expect Celtic as well because that's already taken care of but I think there's still an important score and I think there's a lot of money I think it's just over €600,000 uh, if you can win these as well plus it's uh, coefficient points as well so there's a lot still at stake. I think at Parkhead, you're going to have a, a full house. Uh, yeah. You know, Celtic are in good form at the moment. I think in, uh, domestically as well, it's at nine, nine wins uh, out of the last ten. So it's, it's impressive. So we've been looking to continue that. Is there ever such a thing as a dead rubber, Simon Donnelly? Uh, well, I kind of called it a dead rubber, but then Ange Postacoglu put me right. You know, there's always something to play for. There is, you know, personal... Uh, Perception of it Is it opportunity for players To, to, to get a, a 90 minutes Or get an opportunity in the team As I say Yota's out So obviously there's an absence there There's always something to play for You know there's games coming up There's a cup final coming up for Celtic uh, And momentum as well Keep momentum Alex says there Nine games Nine wins out of ten They'll want to keep that mm. going uh, And Rangers as well Off the back of a decent result You know can they go there To France and get a result You know going into the knockout stages Giovanni van Bronckhorst Want to keep his winning Start to, to life As Rangers manager going I suppose Yeah without doubt uh, You look at the way Leon's performed Particularly in the Europa League It's been very impressive Gordon uh, Domestically not so I think they're currently Sat in 12th Which is not great For a, a group of players I think the manager uh, is under a bit of pressure as well Dembele's coming out uh, today Saying that he's looking forward to it, it could kick start their season So you know As I said I think there's a lot to play for For both sets of players 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need Let's hear from you right now Looking ahead 
uh, to tomorrow Will be your last chance really to pick your team If you like So if you're talking about rotation Who? Who in particular? Who needs a chance? Who deserves their opportunity? Uh, tomorrow how much do these games matter Maybe there is someone out there who wants to go full strength And treat it like a must win I don't know uh, It'll be interesting to hear how you all feel about it We do have some big news stories today though So let's kick off there Celtic fans Jota out of the League Cup final Quite simply the question How big a blow is that? Is that something that worries you? Or are the Mikey Johnsons of the world More than capable of replacing him? He's been very successful uh, for Celtic recently I know he's a fan's favourite I know you're all desperate for him to sign How big a blow is his absence going to be? Pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 The manager provided an update on that today Say there's no chance for the 19th of December um, But says they're yet to get a final diagnosis On the hamstring injury I'm very confident he won't be mate um, So yeah no, he, he won't be right for the cup final A few weeks means a few weeks So how long that stretches out for, we'll, we'll wait and see, but he definitely won't be right for the cup final. Obviously, we're waiting for the final diagnosis, but when he came in, as I said, it was going to be a few weeks. So it was going to be three to four weeks uh, recovery, depending on how he's going. It only happened a week ago, so if you look at timelines, um, it gets pretty tight for between now and the break. Uh, so we'll just have to see how he recovers from it. Come on, Celtic fans, what do you make of that news? I'm assuming it's the news you did not want, but is that something uh, you're, you're comfortable that the, the group can... Deal without Or is that something That does worry you Heading into that League Cup final Pick up the phone right now And let us know 01419511025 I don't think there's any doubt Alex That yeah. that I mean it's obviously A blow I'm, We're going to gauge How big a blow yeah. The Celtic fans think it is But clearly Not ideal Yeah without doubt Gordon uh, I think it was Five goals in his last six games uh, One of the form players In Scotland he, he lights up the place He's very direct His assist rate's Incredible as well So I think it'll be A bit of a miss uh, uh, I think young Mikey Johnson I think it's an opportunity we, we, we talked about the game tomorrow night In terms of um, You know Who can showcase uh, Mikey Johnson very much comes into that Because he'd be a natural replacement for mm. him I think he'd done brilliant at the weekend Mikey Johnson Very bright Very sharp mm. uh, And it gives him an opportunity To stake a claim for that final Yeah I mean I don't know how much you base solely on On the weekend Simon But I do wonder How different the reaction would have been Had I asked this question Saturday night The thought of playing without Jota For a few weeks I'm sure wasn't Something the Celtic fans were happy to stomach but, but maybe Sunday, which was a very good performance without him Has softened the blow a little bit Yeah, I think there was uh, criticism directed I think after the Leverkusen game About the, the depth of Celtic's squad But at the weekend it was a great performance Rogic was back at the top of his game You know, Took the form from earlier in the season Right back into that game Scored a fantastic goal But there's no doubt I mean, I was at the game against Hearts You know, and when you see him breaking away and it's a hamstring, hamstrings are terrible injuries, you know. They're so Spe- <laughs> speaking from experience, I never had one. Did you not? <laughs> no, the pace I've got, said. <laughs> no, I think it's one of the ones where they can be really awkward at times, you know, and they can they can drag on the recovery. Uh, hopefully, that's not the case for for the boy, but you know, he certainly has lit the place up. You know, he's grabbed the imagination of the Celtic fans. His end product, you know, his, his stats are really, really good. And it's just a shame for him personally, probably, because he was finding a rich vein of form there. And he's going to have to recover and, and, and find that again. Let's bring in Chris, who's a Celtic fan in Kings Park. How big a blow is that for you, Chris? I'm going to go against the panel. I think it's a blow. I think if it had been the beginning of the season, if we were solely relying on the boy Jota, I think I'd have been panicking. But I think we're starting to realise a wee bit of depth in the squad. I think the return of James Forrest has been huge. 
um, to the team, what James brings to the team. I think Mikey Johnson, um, this is your chance, son. Uh, you're no longer a young boy. I know, he, I know he's been injured for a, a fair amount of the last four years. But he's now got to step up. But I now think we've got a bit of depth in that team. That Jota is a big miss, but I don't think he's as big a miss as he'd have been three or four months ago. Fair enough. What do you make of that assessment? Do you well, see where Chris is coming from? Listen, I, I think uh, I've always been championing James Forrest. I think his numbers over over the piece, uh, his consistency, scoring in big games is really important. But I don't think he quite has the same effect if he had to come off that left hand side because obviously on the right hand side you would have a badder. Uh, so you know, I think they've got a couple of options here. Gone. Uh, I still maintain that Jota's one of the key players that Celtic have. I said a few weeks ago when he was five and five that for me, Callum McGregor would be a bigger miss if he had to lose one of the two because what he brings to the tables uh, in general, leadership, goals, driving the team forward, the pace, uh, raising the pace and, and slowing it down. So I just think that Jota will most mm-hmm. certainly be a miss. But as I said, I think it's an opportunity for uh, either James Forrest or Mikey Johnson to showcase. And I don't think it showed uh, that they lacked uh, or they missed Jota the weekend because mm. I thought they were excellent uh, if he start to finish Celtic and I think they absolutely bullied Dundee United I mean, Generally speaking Simon I think Ange Postacoglu has played a badder a lot he clearly likes him he's one of his signings he's, he's played him a lot does that put him above Mikey Johnson in the pecking order to, to play slightly out of position or is that how <coughs> Mikey Johnson's slot to, to lose sort of thing I think obviously he's played on the right a badder so I, I think I think Mikey from that perspective was pr- will probably be ahead of him for that particular position. I think he's more comfortable playing on that left hand side coming in his right foot. Again, I watched him the other night. He came off the bench against Hearts, and he got himself into some really good situations where you would want Mikey Johnson with the ball, and it never really happened for him. I thought he had a better game at the weekend. I think the boy just needs a break. You know, he's, he's through this spell of injury. All of a sudden he comes back into the team and there's guys in his position and they're doing really well. And he's probably put a lot of pressure on himself to try and get himself in the team every opportunity he gets. He just needs a break, maybe a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and t- uh, tomorrow night might be the ideal opportunity for him because I definitely think he's got ability. How, how much has Sunday changed your view on it, Chris? Like, like we said, you know, there maybe was a time when the thought of being without Jota would be a lot more disappointing than it is now. And, and how much of that is because of the performance in his absence at the weekend? I think that's probably uh, calmed some of my fears without without Jota. I think the other guy that um, has to get a mention because of the style of play is, is Thomas Rogic. I mean, the guy when he comes in, he's absolutely twinkle toes. He's, 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 he's a different variety to what we've got. He makes the team tick. So I think when you've got Tommy Rogic on form, you've got James Forrest, you've got Mikey Johnson, and you've got the boy Abada who started like a house on fire. But in the last few months, has maybe went off the off the pace. We've got to remember he's nineteen. Then I think that I think, as I said, that calms the nerves a wee bit. Yeah. And obviously, David Turnbull was coming on to a bit of form as well. Yeah, that's a fair point because it's it's a team game. There's a jigsaw there. Yeah. If Jota's missing at the same time as Rogic isn't in the team, then then that's a, a different matter. But I I perhaps had overlooked that as well. He's he's back and okay, he might he might have twinkle toes, but he's six foot three toes. twinkle toes, which yeah. makes him. Quite tough to stop no, Rogic is a fantastic player And I think Angie's really getting a, a tune out of him now He's obviously worked with him before It's a funny game Football sometimes You think Rogic Maybe a season or so ago Was on his way out at Celtic And You know He's found that form From before again At the start of this season Picked up a little injury But Had a great game at the weekend uh, I think Angel just be kind of 
been greedy He'll be wanting both of them fit You know And uh, he'll probably be a wee bit frustrated That he's got one back And, and one's yeah. pulled out So one of the big strengths uh, Is the players that they have Middle to front You know Kyle go through the middle Has been excellent since he arrived You've got Mikey Johnson On the left hand side You've got Turnbull Rogic Forrest Nabada So between the five or six players you have a good and as you say McGregor I think McGregor's been unbelievable I, well, I, I said, it, I said mm. it a couple of weeks ago see even when you go back to the game where uh, he set up the first one against I think it was was it the 2-1 game and then he obviously got the ricochet, the ricochet by yeah. closing yeah. down he was everywhere that day the, the importance Aberdeen. of that you kind of mm. you, you know and that was just actually pressing someone and you kind of uh, put enough emphasis on the yeah. importance of that because it ends up nicking the three points yeah. uh, Okay, thank you to Chris Now Chris doesn't think it's as big a miss as it could have been he thinks Mikey Johnson can fill that void John is next up do you agree with that John? Uh, I do not No, as I said I've been on a four Evening guys Alex and uh, Simon John, hello. Hi John uh, No, I don't agree at all I've been on here a four me and Gordon Delft a wee bit of, not an argument but Michael Johnson will never make it to Celtic the guy's got tons of ability but as you know Alex you played with Rangers obviously and sometimes it takes a guy with maybe a bottle to play and to me Michael Johnson's had too many chances with Celtic granted the boy's been injured a lot and he's got tons of ability but this guy to me will never make it so I'm just hoping they go with Abada and James Forrest in the two wings so I do Simon is that fair or harsh? I think well my, my opinion is harsh it's harsh to say that he'll never make it you know he's, he's shown signs I, I agree with the, the previous caller Chris he's now at a stage where he's not the kid anymore the new kid on the block He's now a man in the team He's been through a tough time with injuries It's now time for him to step up But I think You know I think he just needs a wee bit of confidence Something to happen for him A goal And he might kick on But to, to, to say that he'll never make it I think is a little bit harsh Alex I mean he is 22 So he's certainly yes. not young I'm very quickly adding these up He's certainly got over 50 appearances for Celtic Believe it or not Maybe 60 odd um, I'll do my best mental arithmetic and, and get back to you with a a proper total What do you make of John's fear Or John's criticism Yeah I think he's had Just over 60 odd games Gordon for the football club uh, He's now 22 23 the, the, the tail end of this season And when you factor all that in that, It's interesting Because it's an important time Because what's happening Is they've brought in Jota And loan uh, And you, this guy's really Hit the ground running You know He's really lit up the place And he needs to Live up to the expectation You know They gave him a long term contract A couple of years ago so it's an opportunity now There's a window here for him To showcase what he can do There's some big games coming up as well Gordon You know obviously get Betis tomorrow night If he starts tomorrow night And they get a positive result That will do his confidence Well I agree with Sid In terms of trying to add some numbers Some assist Try and go on the score sheet Because what that does Is it generates confidence And then you can go on a little run So when, when Jota does come back You're at least in the position to go I can do a job when called upon I mean John 19th of December Is the League Cup final That's the game that Jota has been ruled out of With the way football works in this city Does attention then quickly turn to the 2nd of January To see if he makes that one Of course, of course Gordon I mean, You better believe it <laughs> You better believe it It's the main thing Obviously we want to win the cup Which I think we will win But in the morning night I will agree with Alec in a way The morning night you can put him in It's like a, but no pressure on him the morning night Because it's obviously they're nothing to play for You know what I mean But to me, I know maybe I'm, a, I'm even a wee bit harsh, but I just, you know, something. I, the last time I seen that boy playing a good game, right? It was my fiftieth birthday. It was against St. Johnson. They beat St. Johnson seven on open game of the season, and the guy was dynamite. Mm -hmm. 
he was only 19 or 20 then and he was absolutely phenomenal and I thought then this boy's got it but then as I say I just don't know what, what's kept him back I know maybe there have been injuries but I, I think he's got ability but I just I just something I don't know what it is with him you know well, Time will tell thank you John um, just a bit of other news to sort of round off that Section if you like Since we're talking about The weekend in various forms Dundee United's Callum Butcher We spoke about this On the show last night uh, But it has now developed He's been banned For three games After accepting uh, A charge Following that challenge On David yeah. Turnbull We all know The drill He was booked by Referee Don Robertson At the time But the Scottish FA Have tweaked things In the summer Alex This yes. idea that the referee Saw it and, and booked him But didn't see the full thing That's now just been taken out And if a challenge is Exceptional <coughs> And makes everyone Sort of you know, yeah. shudder was the word I used last night. The compliance officer can put it to the three former refs, and on we go with the process. So that's happened now. Worth bearing in mind the reason it's three games. Uh, Callum Butcher has I read earlier already. He, he was just back yeah. from suspension, so he's over the disciplinary threshold. I'm yet to hear from anyone who complains. No, or, no, or no complaints for me. No complaint for me at all, Gordon. I thought it was a shocking tackle. You know, this guy was no longer on the pitch and then he, he's resulting in a tackle like that. It was uh, endangered him for sure, Turnbull. He was very lucky. I said to you next door as well, if his leg's planted, he's banging trouble. Uh, we need to outlaw that. And I actually quite like the new rule that you're saying because see the fact that it has to go back to the mm. ref. They ask that question. See if it's a bad tackle mm. and it's kind of endangering somebody in the manner what that, that one did. Just hit them with the, 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 the charge Yeah I mean I think they're trying to strike a balance obviously Because people used to complain like the, the way mm -hmm. we used to do it And say we need to stop re-refereeing games We can't yes. just constantly be upgrading yellows But there, there's a certain bracket That if it's that bad And basically no one would disagree yeah. Like this one is Oh no, Does that no, make no, sense? Gordon, uh, on my group chat at the weekend the, the only guy that disagreed was a Dundee United fan Who was at the game <laughs> And he was told in no uncertain terms It's a straight red So I think when he looked back He would possibly agree now Simon, again, I, I, I don't expect you to disagree. I've not met anyone yet. No, no, I, I actually missed the tackle. I had to go with my kids' football at half time. But I've seen <sighs> the pictures. Worse, I've seen the pictures. Dragged away. It's it's high. It's reckless. I know Callum. We, we actually signed Callum yeah. at Dundee United, but it's it's yeah, it's a bad one. Sid, why don't you do what the rest of the pundits doing here? Just kid on you. See, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it now. That's all we ask. Bit of homework. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Uh, some more very interesting comments From Ange Postacoglu mm. So I'll bring you them a bit later on In the show Giovanni Van Bronckhurst speaking today as well He's ready to rotate his Rangers side Now remember Rangers fans By the time we come in on air tomorrow That game will have kicked off So this is your last chance to get in touch And tell us who you would rotate Who you wouldn't How important you think it is Or is not So now's a great chance to pick up the phone We'll hear from you and your manager next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly, Alex Ray, both here, both contactable on 0141-951-1025. You can get in touch as well on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Ever wanted to hear Ange Postacoglu talking about jockeys? Silence, alright We'll maybe do that a bit <laughs> later on uh, As well Going to get round as much as we possibly can I know you Rangers fans will want to hear about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Who says he's ready to rotate his Rangers side tomorrow night He thinks it's also a good game for them to gauge what level they're at So Rangers fans I said it before the break This time tomorrow The game will be underway So this is your last chance to tell us Who should play, who shouldn't Who do you want to see given a chance How much does it matter Is it a dead rubber All the usual, get in touch No matter what we still be uh, second in the group, but I think this game is for us uh, 
you know a good game against a good opponent so we can uh, you know we can have a, have one more game against an excellent side who are first in the group you know it's for me it's uh, every game we want to uh, reach our level it's good to, for me to see where uh, where the players stand and where we stand as a team uh, apart from uh, you know that we cannot go uh, first in the group i think the experience we are we're having in this tournament is uh, is very good for our development you know we're going to watch uh, closely the the physical um, state of, of my players it's also a game where i can you know change some uh, some positions into giving uh, other players some minutes who need that uh, so i'm more than comfortable to uh, to do to, to do so and to uh, you know, to get a good game. Okay, let's bring in Craig, who's a Rangers fan. Just on what we heard from the manager there, Craig, what about tomorrow? Are you fully on board with the idea of rotation and, and who would you like to see given a chance? I'd like to see Gio just play maybe Patterson, Bassey, King and Wright, give them give them a lot more time. Whether he starts these guys or whether they come on as substitutes, just give them more time on the, on the, on the Craig, the line is a bit dodgy, but he is calling all the way from Canada, to be fair. So I'll get producer Callum to try and clear that up. I heard a couple of names yes. in there. I think, Alex, whilst the, the, the signal was coming and going, uh, did I hear Wright <clears throat> and Patterson, yeah. I think? Yeah, I think uh, I'd written a few names down as well myself. Uh, Gordon, they have played four games uh, in 10 days, so... It's very difficult uh, demands on the players. It's an opportunity to mix it up a little bit. Patterson would most certainly come into the reckoning tomorrow night. Uh, I think uh, Sakala would most certainly come in as well, possibly for Alfie, just to just to give him a break and into this big game at the weekend. Scott Wright may well come in for uh, either uh, Hadji or uh, Kent. So there's possibility for there. Then you look at the midfield area, Gordon potentially at Lundstrom. Ryan Jackson mm-hmm. desperate need of minutes, uh, having been out for what nine months or so. So there's there's a possibility Bakuna could possibly come in. So he's got options. I think I, I think it's an opportunity for the manager also to see players that he's not seen enough of Gordon because he's more or less stuck to the nucleus over the four mm-hmm. games. Uh, Craig, I think we've got you back. I think we were on about Scott Wright, Nathan Patterson, etc. Who you'd like to see tomorrow? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure where I where I left off there, but you know, like I'd, I'd like to see Gio play Patterson and, and Bassey at the, the fullback positions, like Leon King and Goldson uh, in the centre half, and give Scott Wright a bit of time on uh, on the park. As I said, uh, whether he, he he plays these guys from the beginning or whether he brings them on as subs, where somewhere in between. But just I, I know, I, as a Rangers fan, I know I'd like to see these guys uh, just. Just to test it, see how they play. I mean, Kings had a bit of speculation about uh, heading down south and, and that. And at the end of the day, players are going to look for opportunities if they're missing out on game time. And you never know how good they are unless they get a chance to actually, you know, play up against some of the better better quality teams. And I don't want to make light of the game, but it is a dead rubber in the sense. I know there's there's money as far as uh, you know, if you win, you get more money for the for, for the win than if you lose or draw and all the rest of it. And there's, mm-hmm. there's pride and so forth. But I just think you know, this is a chance to. With nothing to lose, in the sense that it's not a, it's not a, uh, there's no harm in it uh, to give him a, to give him a crack. Just quickly, then on a couple of those names, because this came up last night. Someone else phoned in and said they wanted to see Leon King, which would be the most. How can I put this with? You know, that would be the most extreme example, Alex. Not because he's a bad player, yeah. but because he's extremely young and, and doesn't feature very often for the first team. He played for the B team last night. Does does that? 
Does that make it yeah. impossible? Is it could could that still happen? I think it's highly unlikely, Gordon. Uh, if he was going to be included uh, on Thursday night, I don't I don't see him playing a game on Tuesday night. I, that for me, that's just uh, it's not on uh, physically because uh, you're coming up against a very good Leon strike force. Uh, you're up against Dembele possibly, which is a big ass in itself. So, but I, I quite like the idea that we've got the caller Craig coming on here and actually championing a lot of the younger boys, Patterson and and Leon King, but. At some point they're going to have to try and test this boy uh, somewhere down the line But because of the importance of the games at the moment Obviously tomorrow night's an exception because they've qualified But somewhere down the line they're going to have to have a look at this this kid And see where he actually comes into the reckoning Because centre half area is very very strong for Rangers You're going to have uh, Holander back very soon mm. Potentially Katic will come back from uh, loan uh, in January So it's a strong area We have been asking the question Framed around Simon the fact that you know, is it a dead rubber? Rangers are already through. Nothing can change as far as the group goes. I wonder though if, if actually more important than all of that stuff is the fact that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's four games in. Yep. But we're deep into December, and you're not really time to to mix things up and and experiment in the league. And you're certainly not going to experiment. Well, the, the league cup's over, and you're not going to experiment <clears throat> um, at the business end of the season. So actually, is that the the part of it that's important for him? Taking the chance to look at players when they otherwise won't be able to. Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, momentum, the feel good factor, the financial side. Of it, does that come into it possibly? With the, I, I don't know so much. Maybe at higher certainly the players. I don't think it, we'll think about that. Or Geo. I think he'll be looking at the the fixtures that are coming up over the next period, and he might be looking at one or two just to see. Can I rely on you? Can I trust you? Should I need you further down the line? No, without a shadow of doubt I think when you look at some of the games coming up as well uh, He's going to need a, a, the full quarter his, his whole squad I think they're going away to Hearts this weekend Then they've got Aberdeen and Celtic in the next few weeks After a couple of home games So they're coming thick and fast They're going to need a big squad of players And I think that's more important for the management team uh, the, the, the bigger issue for the, the Rangers board Would be the 630k That that would bring as well Then you've got the coefficient points That would actually go back onto the table we're, we're on a good vein of form Rangers and Celtic have managed to keep that going Over the last five years Not so much so the, the rest But they've managed to get in a good position Where potentially the winner Could actually get a Champions League mm-hmm. place Which which yields fortunes Yeah Craig is, it, is that an important part of it That the manager gets to take a look at players That he hasn't seen yet Or hasn't seen in any great detail well, I think at the end of the day, there's there's nothing to lose, you know. Like, uh, you know, when you're playing a, a game on the weekend there for three points or a cup game that's actually got something on the line, then yeah, you know, you, you, you if you if you mess around with your team selection, then you know you go, you could pay the price. But this is a chance where, apart from the the financial, uh, which is a big picture item, uh, you know, this this is an opportunity for Geo and the and the team there to to look at some of these players who, you know, they'd obviously be considering to see how they they mark up against. Uh, uh, you know, quality players, but also how they fit into the the team structure. Yeah, I guess okay. It was lovely to hear from you. You're going to have to move on to try and squeeze one more in. My apologies if that was a bit shorter than you'd hoped. We'll do it again sometime. Well, that was Craig, uh, all the way from Canada. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones, or at Clyde SSB uh, on Twitter. Uh, the manager. Of Rangers also feeling sorry for supporters caught up in the ticket saga. He hopes as many as possible make it into the stadium tomorrow. You know, my first experience about with uh, with the Rangers fans was back in '98, where we had uh, the first game away against Shelburne, and uh, the huge support we had for me was something different. 
and of course after after that the years and also uh, the couple of weeks I've been here with the club I I know um, you know how the fans are they want to travel with the team and support us it's very important for us that we have our uh, fans behind us every game so um, I can imagine it is not easy for the fans to uh, to be left in the dark the, the last couple of days because you want to know what's happening it's not easy but uh, i usually respect um, their uh, their presence in the stadium so uh, hopefully um, the fans who are who wanted to go to to leon still can go to leon and uh, give us the support we uh, we need and also appreciate it's been quite the Toing and throwing yes. that one, Alex Ray. Yeah, it was a bit of a shambles, Gordon. I think uh, they initially said that there was no travelling, no fans getting inside the ground. A lot of the fans ended up trying to uh, salvage something from it, trying to kind of contact travel agents and so forth to try and get some of the money back. And then for it to change the following day was was a shambles. Mm-hmm. I put it on Twitter yesterday and there was no sympathy for certain quarters. There was a lot of keyboard warriors having a go at me, Gordon. But listen, you've got to put it out there. It was a shambles all round. Hopefully there is a decent uh, following mm-hmm. makes their way to France. Uh, so final thoughts on that one from you tomorrow Alex We're going to move on, we'll hear those yep. comments Ranch Postacoglu like I promised um, With Leon also in, in a sort of similar situation if you like Do, do you think, are they going to take the foot off the gas? Does that help Rangers out in any way? Or, or do you not try and second guess that stuff and you just suit yourself? I would I would imagine Leon will have a right go tomorrow Gordon Because of where they find themselves 12th uh, in uh, league uh, Liga And uh, for me uh, that's not good enough for that for that team of that size. You know, the, when Rangers played them the last time, uh, they came in good form. They were very confident and so forth. The manager's buying under pressure and they need a result from somewhere. So I think it'll be a really tough game uh, in Leon tomorrow night. Okay, 01419511025. Ange Postacoglu, jockeys. The, the sentence I never thought I'd say. We're going to get to that next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray are in the building It's 0141-951-1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB So get in touch with the guys Let them know what's on your mind Is there ever such a thing as a dead rubber? Does that apply to Leon v Rangers Or Celtic v Real Betis tomorrow? Uh, if so, who would you like to see given a chance? Squad rotation is the buzz phrase. What would you like to see? 01419511025. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu. He's questioning the brave warriors who are accusing Kyogo of diving. He says every club in the league should want someone like him representing. Who are these brave people? These warriors who, you know, accusing people who are out there. Yoga's the size of a jockey. He's playing against guys almost, uh, you know, foot taller than him. And uh, all these brave warriors on the outside are casting aspersions, are they? I haven't read it. I, I, I won't read it. You end up in arguments with uh, ignorant people. You eventually become one of them. So I kind of ignore those kind of narrative as you... As you painted it, um, I think Kyogo's been great for our football club. I think he's been great for Scottish football. And I'd be surprised if anyone wouldn't want somebody of his character and his playing ability in their club or in their league. I must admit, I'm looking around, right? I think there's, three, I, I think there's three jockeys in here, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Now, luckily, I didn't play the game, so I'm exempt. <laughs> you two jockeys on the other side. You're a wee bit taller than me. Do you think so? <laughs> I, listen, I, much listen, I, I think. I think um... Anyway, like, let's not argue too much about who's taller. <laughs> what, what do we make of uh, all this? Simon, you first. 
I can see where he's coming from because I, I believe Kyogo has been, you know, he's lit the, the, the league up much like Yota. Uh, they've went into a different market. He's come in and, and really hit the ground running. There has been one or two wee things that people are accusing him of, but I mean, I covered the game that they gave the penalty. Was that against Livingston? Livingston, Livingston yeah. At the death. I thought the defender was stupid. Now, if he makes a meal of it, okay, but he hit him in the back of the head. So I don't know the wee guy's pain threshold, but at the, at the same time at the weekend, he's laughing. <laughs> at the same time at the weekend, he gets grabbed, and I know Big John suited a bit. Last Wednesday, wasn't it? Was it Thursday, last Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. But these are, these are minor things. I mean, to, to then label him to be this kind of diver, you know, and, and I, I agree with Ange Postacoglu defending him there. You know, he's, he's come in. I would rather focus on the boy's qualities and what he's brought to Celtic than little things that have mounted into something huge and accused him almost of being this guy that goes about and throws himself about everywhere. I think you're one of the brave warriors that Ange's talking about, yeah. Alex. I think he's been listening. I think, yeah. you're, I think you're getting it. Yeah, I know. My bottle went when I heard Big <laughs> Ange say that today. Um, listen, let's get, let's get it right, Gordon. We've been on this show um, since Kyogre came here. Um, I've, first and foremost I says His movement is brilliant His goals and finishing is brilliant His hounding of centre halves And defenders in general is brilliant He sets the tone So they're all kind of positives there Now I said uh, At the Livingston game The way he went down Tried to hold his face With something that got hit in the back It was embarrassing And I've seen it a couple of times Where he's went down now See if you get nipped last Thursday With somebody nipping your skin I don't know how that uh, Quantifies your legs give way and fall back the way. I just, I, 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 I didn't register with me, but again, as Simon says, you don't know what his pain threshold is. And there's been a couple of instances now. The problem that he has is there'll be times when there is a coming together with a, a, a defender and he, he's running the risk of a, the, the referees thinking that he's going to ground too easily when they actually look at various ones. For me, there's several instances over the course here. So it's okay to call that out because you're being consistent with seeing all the good things that he's done. He has lit up the league. So that's a totally different thing from the instances where he's been labelled at. Uh, let's bring in Alan, who's in Falkirk. What do you think, Alan? Well, I, I spoke to the producer because when I heard Big Ange on the, <clears throat> the telly tonight, I said, well, I'll have to make a phone call because I totally agree with Alec. And I went for Big Ange to having a pop at Simon now. Uh, <laughs> he's lit up the league, there is no question. How you can defend that? Four times he's done it. Four times. And yes, he got the penalty for a stupid defender at Livingston, but he wasn't. Pain threshold, I've got two granddaughters who wouldn't behave like that. He's done it four times. What, what, are, the other two, what are the other two? Uh, so, there was one up at Dundee, wasn't there, uh, when he, yes, he kind of runs towards the centre half and then just falls back the way. Uh, and he initiates that. I, kind I, of I, 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 I do find this one interesting, Alan, I must admit, because... I, I get almost where you're both coming from. We watched Kyogo, right? When he went down on his knees after the, the Livingston player. And I think everyone sort of thought, well, you, you like to think that that's what, you know, you wouldn't do that. And you like to think, oh, you know, why is he going down like that? But is there, is there not a scale here? You know, if he's been slapped on the back of the head and the guy's been sent off and Livingston aren't complaining about it, yes, you, you can personally think that that's a bit laughable and, and, and you wouldn't have reacted that way. But I'm trying to... I suppose what I'm trying to get at is how much does it matter? You know, that that was the decision that was right. If Kyogo repeatedly is feigning contact in the box and he's winning penalties and then Celtic are, are getting points as a result of that, that, then maybe we've got a bit more of a problem on our hands. Is that, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, well, that one wasn't, 
that one was a penalty. I, I totally agree. That was a penalty. It was the way he went down, and as Alex says, it was Dundee. I think the other one was with Bates at Aberdeen. But as you said the other night, the rules have changed with the compliance officer, uh, which is in a good way as well. But I think in the past he maybe have been done for st- simulation at least. No, but, no, but he wouldn't because that's that, that's what I'm trying to get at, Alex. You don't have to no. like this, but you have to you have to gain something to to get punished. Of course, do you yep. see what I mean? No, so absolutely. Espe- I, I espe- what, especially I, the Livingston yeah. one. Again, each to their own. Everybody, yeah. everybody can say. I'm, see, see I, the hearts. See the hearts. One the other night, I was at the game. Was was the game no dead at the time? Has something no? The, the play had stopped. Yeah. So there wasn't really anything. I missed it at the game. I didn't even mm-hmm. see what really happened. But there was no issue There was nothing He never gained a penalty Or anything from it well, That's what I'm saying That's why there, there, he's nev- there is no vehicle To punish someone for that Because you get punished for For cheating I, you know, Successfully yeah. cheating yeah. Winning, winning a penalty um, Like I said Alex I get the personal side of it Because we all Have our own notions of What, what You know What you would do in that situation mm-hmm. Or what's acceptable Or what you want your team to do But to be overly critical of the Livingston one just seems a bit strange given that it was a blatant red card and and Livy didn't argue about it. For instance, I remember on that day someone called in and likened it to when Kyle Lafferty went down in Charlie Mulgrew, remember years ago? Yeah, on, and it was obviously nothing like that because yeah. there was no contact and exactly. that, that got retrospectively overturned. So I like um, to just stick to the actual instance in itself, Gordon, because see, when we start going back over the years and the Lafferty ones, the, how far do we go back? And it takes away from the initial incident. So... Uh, as I said, I actually said that day, we had Mark Wilson, uh, ex-Celtic player, I said it was embarrassing the way he went down. You know, he, he'd already won the penalty because of the stupidity. We all agreed that it was a penalty. But as I said, Gordon, because mm-hmm. of these incidents and because it's a talking point, I would expect Postacoglu to have a wee chat in his ear. One mm-hmm. to one and just say, listen, it might be something you might have to be uh, conscious of. No, I suppose that's maybe where Ange Postacoglu's frustration comes from, Those when does it become a talking point? Who decides... You know, you know when it's a talking point and interest. You know, we we'll be sort of part of that as well. For instance, there will be players in our league who have been booked multiple times for simulation. There, there will, in fact, there are. I know for a fact no. there are that there are players in, in our Premiership at the moment who have been yep. booked multiple times for simulation, i.e., trying to gain an advantage on the pitch. It's been punished. They've been dealt with accordingly. Yeah, we're we're now sort of debating Kyogo specifically as to as you know, is he a cheat sort of thing? Can you understand the manager's frustration based on that? Yeah, well, listen. Obviously, none of the incidents we've talked about have actually resulted other than the one that was given against Livingston. It was a correct mm-hmm. decision. We're not sure because nothing was actually given. Gordon, whether he was trying to gain an advantage, whether it was up at Dundee when he runs into the mm-hmm. player, and a linesman might see the coming together and think, "Oh, that centre half's smashed him." So you don't know why he's actually going and doing these mm-hmm. things. But as I said to you, you're running the risk. Now, I have no problem with Ange Postacoglu come out of the day and trying to defend his players. It's exactly what I would do and I would expect every other manager to do the same. However, I just think over the course of that three or four uh, instances, there's a possibility that referees will be mindful of this as well. Now let's bring in James, who's a Celtic fan. What do you think, James? How you doing? It's just basically I want to talk about the point, obviously, about Kyogo, what he's been talking about. And it's, my points are actually really... Specifically aimed at Alex's, but to everybody, it's basically like people are saying that Kyogo's a cheat because he's going through with minimal contact, right? That's minimal contact. That means there has been contact. Now I can think of two two big instances in the last five weeks where Rangers have had two penalties. One at Ibrox, where when Sakala went down, 
in the land just a cut last week against Hibs at Easter Road where Ken Winton like as if he'd been polaxed. So they were there were hardly any contact in the instances, but yet people are recalling them cheats, but yet they're calling Kilgo for actual instance where there has been contact. I just don't get it, Alex. Well, I think uh Listen, I actually follow a couple of guys on social media Guys who work for Hibs Television uh, And they were saying uh, that it was mm. Tam McManus was actually saying That he felt as if there was contact last week On Portis I the think one, to be fair, James said that But he's talking about <clears throat> minimum contact Well, in, in mm. the box then. The, no, no, the, I'm not arguing with you I'm, I'm trying to clear up that James isn't saying There was no contact Alright, okay Oh no, no but, but, but the thing is it's <laughs> He's going down as if he's been shot Gordon, there's a slight difference You know, when there's contact And then someone's going down on the ground I didn't quite see that with uh, Ryan Kent He's trying to shift on his right hand side he's, he's been nicked And then he goes down I don't quite see the The instances the same as what Ryan Kent's was Is the language we use important? Because Maybe most people then would ag- Could agree I don't know if Ange Postacoglu would go that far If Kyogo Goes down to goes down easily, right? Or, or goes down a, a bit too easy. That doesn't sound like a huge crime. It might sound like something that you would sort of scoff at and say, "Well, I wouldn't do that," and our players wouldn't do that, depending on what team you support. Um, but or if, if uh, or is he a cheat? You know that that then is a lot more of a serious accusation. And are those two the same thing? I don't know because we go back to the penalty then. So he gets hit in the back of the head. He throws himself to the ground Maybe to exaggerate and emphasise The actual contact Is that cheating? Or For me diving Diving's You know Throwing yourself down There's no contact And I've seen it from other ways Where people Think the tackle's coming Strikers in particular Try to Ride try to the tackle the contact, And yeah. it looks like a blatant dive There's so much grey area There with that Did he overreact? Possibly But the guy I remember covering the game Thinking what an idiot You know you've got A couple of minutes left yeah. in the clock and you've potentially lost the game for your team. Congratulations to Tags on Twitter, who's not understanding uh, what I'm saying, maybe deliberately, maybe not. Says he has a huge ready for me, because I've said that diving doesn't matter unless he's trying to gain something. Didn't say it didn't matter. The previous caller was talking about compliance officer and getting banned for it and saying you cannot, there's not going to be a vehicle to, to do that unless it's you know you the get you gain a penalty from yeah. it. You'll see players who might dive in the middle of the pitch. To gain a free kick The referee turns a blind eye to it Play goes on And nothing ever comes of it That's what I'm trying to To, to explain to, yeah. So you may well have a ready for me tags um, <laughs> But I'm not sure it's entirely justified um, I've only heard that for about 100 I, years I'm, I'm sure ready. How's it spelled ready? I'm, R-I-D-D-Y It's the only way to spell it To be fair At least he's got his spelling bang on um, I mean James Is there any part of you That would agree that he goes down too easily? Look, see whether it was minimal contact or no. The fact was there, might, was there was contact. It might have been doing easily considering the actual contact, which you see, like I, I would say, you probably see in every single game that you were ever watching football nowadays. There's minimal contact, and if guys were touched like out in the street, they would never go doing like that. But the fact is, Alex said there, he been doing as if he was shot. So did Brian Kent against Hibs. There was absolutely minimal. If there was contact. He went down against as if, and he was holding his leg as if he was polaxed. Earlier on in the match as well, he, when when uh, he, he was looking for a free kick in the first half, he went down and there was no contact and the referee played wave play on and then stopped the play to go back to him. So how is Ryan Kent not I can't understand Alex point there. He said minimal contact. Well, there was less contact on Ryan Kent and there wasn't any instances with, with Kyogo. I'm going to squeeze one more in. We are pretty much on the threshold of having to go to the news, but let's try and squeeze one more in. Duncan is in East Kilbride. Duncan, take it away. Uh, evening, guys. How are we doing? Good, thanks. 
First of all, can I say I'm delighted to see that the compliance officers are alive and well. I was worried about them. I hadn't heard from them in ages. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the Kyogo chap, first of all, the, see the Ange Postacoglu comment about jockeys and things like that? I think that's a bit embarrassing because uh, having seen jockeys get thrown off horses at 30 mile an hour, bounce and just walk away, then you shouldn't be comparing them with a jockey. To bring size into it, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Tommy McLean, they were, they were only the biggest guys that's ever been on the planet. Uh, the one about Livingston no, fair, fair enough The guy slaps him In the back of the head Which is stupid In the penalty box And he goes down The only thing I had the problem With the fact that He went down holding his face mm-hmm. Very much like The Brazilian boy That got hit with the ball At the World Cup Hitting, hitting the leg And went down holding his face Yep uh, That's I mean I just think that The comments Take him out And then start Throwing names about Like Big Warrior And Ignorant And all this kind of stuff I don't really think It, it befits a manager For the old to the old firm If Stephen Gerrard Or uh, Bronkers Had come out And made a comment like that I'd have been Thinking about it It would maybe be a bit Cringeworthy To be honest I hadn't considered That we might have offended jockeys I must admit That was the last thing <laughs> On my mind uh, So Duncan On behalf of the, the jockey And club. apologies to jockeys out there If Ange Postacoglu Has offended you I think we'll have to do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time, let me check. No horse racing questions in there, so you're safe. It's 01419511025. You have to get your call in before 7 o'clock, though, and your chance to beat the pundit will be next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray are here We spent the news on the phone To the British Horse Riding Association Just making sure we haven't offended anyone uh, If you want to keep your thoughts coming in 01419511025 on the phones That would be great We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB I wonder what you Celtic fans think of this I don't know if you saw that other story today uh, Plans to have a 90 minute silent protest uh, Tomorrow and maybe uh, on Sunday as well uh, Against the potential appointment of Former Police Scotland Chief Constable Bernard Higgins We'll look at that in a bit more detail after this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time What's it been like this week? Producer Callum, I think two victories for the Pundit so far I think we can do better than that Scott, in shots, how's it going? Ah, uh, not bad at all Yeah, not bad at all, thanks Not bad at all Who's your team, Scott? Uh, Ranger Looking, What are you thinking about tomorrow? Give a few guys uh, a chance Rest a couple I do I think a draw? Yeah, I need a draw Well you would take that Wouldn't you Alex Ray oh, yeah, yeah absolutely Gordon I think it would be A really positive But to answer your question there You most certainly Look to rest mm. uh, one or two There are no draws on here We've got not one But two tiebreaker questions Just in case we need it Heads it will be Scott S- Sid won't need it Against Simon Donnelly Get Tails Have record on here Have you One, one defeat I think Okay Tails it will be I've Alex got one Ray. one <laughs> It is Ed's Oh he's gone in he? he shouldn't have said that I'll get a decent record on here <laughs> You have Right let's give Simon some Clyde 2 in his lug uh, Right uh, Scott 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And we'll move on okay Anyway Good man 30 seconds Your time starts now Before James Tavernier Who was the last Non-Scottish Rangers captain uh, what stadium did Celtic use for their home games during the 94-95 season? The pass. Which side became the first English team to win all six Champions League group games last night? Manchester. Which Scottish top flight team had two players sent off in the same game this season? 
Mm, Who's the only squad number? What's the only squad number Rangers have retired? Uh, Quick, name any Australian. Ten. Name any Australian. Have started, so you're fine. Name any Australian who's been the top scorer in a Scottish top flight season since 2000. Okay, let's bring Simon Donnelly back. Simon, have you got us? Yeah. Thirty yep, seconds. Yep. Let's go. <coughs> who was the last Rangers captain who wasn't Scottish before James Tavernier? Amadouso. What stadium did Celtic use for their home games in the 94-95 season? Hamden. Which side became the first English team to win all six Champions League group games last night? Liverpool. Which Scottish top flight side has had two players sent off in the same game this season? Pass. Name the only squad number Rangers have retired. Pass. Name any Australian who's been the top scorer in a Scottish top flight season since 2000. Uh... Uh, hurry up No no, got it oh, You'll be Pull kicking up. yourself For Pull that up. one Pull My up. goodness Alex Ray The pressure almost got oh. to him there Pull By up. the way he's sweating Honestly he's like, just like one. <laughs> And the only reason I get the ones Because I played in that season Is that right? That's wow. true I should take that off you Scott what do you think uh, Yeah Tough one Tough one It was tough They were tough questions Before yeah. James Tavernier uh, It shows you how tough This one was Because you both went For Amoruso what uh, was it? it was Carlos Bocanegra That's oh, tough That's really never tough uh, Alex, honestly, would you have got that? No. Nah, that was tough. Uh, Celtic did use Hamden for the 94-95 season. Scott, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you did that typical thing where you were like, Celtic, I don't know, I'm a Rangers fan, move on. But you, you must have known Hamden if you had to think about it. I would have either. Exactly. I'm on the radio. What else would it be? You know. Anyway, uh, the first English side to win all six Champions League group games it's Liverpool Man City lost last night Scott So it can't have been them Can you see his face Simon Scott, goes 2-0 in front Breaks my heart uh, What Scottish top flight side Has had two players sent off In a single game this season? Uh, I'm going to go for It was quite recently St Mirren No it was Hibs remember Martin Boyle oh, That's right Johnston. yes Yeah, yeah no, Ross County Ross County yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it as well The only squad number Rangers have retired um, It's 12, 12 yeah It's 12 So none of you got that right now I was worried for you here Scott Because I, I, I'm always on the listener's side I feel bad if there's a zero I don't like it I don't like the humiliation And you got one on the board Scott McDonald Or Mark Viduka That was your choice Of the Australians Who've been top scorer In the top flight since 2000 uh, You got one on the board Scott So I'm, I'm pleased enough for you uh, But it was just a, a oh. consolation It wasn't enough Simon Donnelly wins 2-1 Hardlines <laughs> not a classic, Sid. No, Winning it was ugly. Not a classic, but it's, man, you just have to win. Should have seen Keevans on Monday, by the way. Sweat. So we were slaughtering him, right? Because he had some really horrific answers, like terrible, but he still managed to win. He was giving me the, you know, that universal yes, gesture where you put if... one arm. How do I describe this on radio? One arm yes, over the other, and you yes, sort of have throw your fist into the air. You can hear it. He was giving me a bit of that across. He was pointing to the name on the back of his cardigan. It doesn't exist. It's unbelievable isn't it? I can't well. believe you. I've lost with a couple of fours recently And you're running me too Scraping through a 2-1 Scandalous mm, Yeah anyway 0141 Enough of that nonsense You can get in touch on the phones And you can tweet us as well uh, At Clyde SSB Now Celtic fans I did say a few moments ago I was keen for your thoughts on this uh, Some fans planning a 90 minute silent protest tomorrow Against the potential appointment Of former Police Scotland Chief Constable Bernard Higgins I think as you've heard for a while now Reportedly in line to take up a senior security role At the club Supporters have already made their feelings clear uh, If you think of the, the Dundee game for instance Was it the tennis balls um, And now this one proposing to start On Thursday's clash 
against Real Betis So a, a, a kind of statement went out today Lots of different fan groups represented within it And uh, one of them joins us at the moment Jeanette is on uh, from the Celtic Trust Jeanette, thanks for joining us Just in your own words, <clears> give us a little bit about what this is all about Okay, so Bernard Higgins was the is the national was the national strategic lead for football for over ten years, and in that time he has created an absolutely poisonous relationship between the police and football supporters all across the country. He was the absolute poster boy and you know defender of the Defensive Behaviour Act, and we all know what terrible impact that had uh, on mainly young. You know, men uh, supporting football for different clubs. He was also, I think, he also created the circumstances where the police reacted very slowly and actually created the circumstances that caused the sort of uh, crush in Jane Field Street at Celtic Park in 2018, where, you know, it was only for the grace of God that somebody didn't die that day. He's responsible for all of that kind of you know, horrible, aggressive policing, the culture inside the police force that that, that they expect nothing but, uh, you know, they treat football fans as if they're some, some kind of like, I don't know, terrorist threat or something. And the idea that he could be appointed to a role at Celtic Park where he'd be responsible for the health and safety of Celtic fans is just completely unacceptable. But what is also unacceptable is the club refusing to speak to us about it and that is really genuinely why we've got to the situation uh, where we We've said that that's what we're calling on people to do on Thursday and potentially again on Sunday. So is that where it's at currently now? I, I know that overall your aim here clearly is to, to, to stop this appointment or, or get someone else appointed to that role. Um, but based on some of that communication I saw today, the statement saying you know the protest on Sunday would, would gladly be called off should Michael Nicholson agree to meet with supporter organisations to discuss the issue. So right now what you're actually hoping for is is communication, first of all. That that would be enough to stop this, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely why we're in the position we're in. I mean, if the club, if the chairman had to give us any indication at the time of the AGM uh, last month, or if the club had spoke to us at any point that we've asked, been asking in, in all of these weeks, um, then we wouldn't be in this position. So, you know, if the club wants to remain silent, then we'll remain silent. Talk to me about the, the thought process behind the silent Protest, you know, we put an article on Twitter about about this story, um, and as always, we, no, no one agrees on much in this part of the world, do they? So lots of replies backing it. Don't get me wrong, um, but similarly, lots from Celtic fans along the lines of, "There's one silly idea penalising the team. It doesn't make too much sense." And you know, ones along those lines talking about, you know, what what will the players think of it? It's not their fault. It's not Ange Postecoglou's fault. That sort of stuff. I'm sure you've heard before. How would you counter that? Yeah, well, I mean, both the team and Ange Postecoglou in particular, they're intelligent people. They understand exactly what's going on. If you're a football supporter, you have a number of opportunities to make your views known to your club. That's either inside the ground or outside the ground. Um, Arguably, it's better to do it inside. You've got everybody together, and you can make your point. And and throughout, as long as history, as long as sport has been around, as long as football has been around, people have had protests inside ground, and that takes different forms. And um, you know that could be banners like we did uh, the other day. It could be a sit-down protest like some of the groups did um, the week before, and it could be it could be anything. On this occasion, we're just saying we're highlighting the fact that the club is is refusing to speak to us. They're refusing. Engage with, with the fans, you know, who are showing such unity right across the world about how they feel about us, and they're refusing to engage with us. And so we're in a situation where 
you know, the kind of the good feeling between the manager and the support, between the players and the support, uh, is being spoiled by the fact that the people who are in the boardroom are refusing to speak to the fans. What level? Of, what what level of support is there? Like I said, this is this is nothing. Surprising, nothing else shattering. Obviously, not all Celtic fans will agree because everyone's got, got different opinions. What level of support have you had? Have we had? Well, absolutely massive support. If you, if you saw the very first protest where uh, one of the groups, or two of the groups, Green Brigade and the, uh, and the boys, uh, kept silent for the first 30 minutes, when that 30 minutes ended, the whole stadium. Uh, you know, uh, burst into song in, in a show of absolute support. There's been over a hundred clubs right across the world who've shown support. There's people recording videos and pictures of themselves, you know, with banners opposing this appointment. There's, I, I mean, I, I don't think even during the Offensive Behaviour Act, I don't think we saw such visible and open support among um, Celtic supporters to say this man has no place at Celtic, and there are no circumstances where we will accept his appointment. He's unfit for purpose. He should not be there. Uh, so I think there's a massive support. Now, obviously, there'll be, you know, there's always sort of people who don't like one kind of protest or another kind of protest. So there'll be people who, who don't particularly like the idea of that. And, and, and that's fine. You know, everybody's got, you know, the opportunity to either take part in that protest or not. But it's undoubtedly going to be the case that it will it will have an impact inside the ground. It will be, I was going to say it will be visible. <laughs> you couldn't even say it will be audible. It should be inaudible to the people sitting in the you know the the, the heated seats in the main stand. That should be obvious to them. But it should have been obvious to them before now. Uh, it's just how far they want to push that. I simply don't understand why they have me say, "Right, come in and talk to us." I don't understand why they haven't done that. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette, from the Celtic Trust for giving us the thinking uh, behind that. Tomorrow, Celtic fans, you're more than welcome to give us your thoughts. Is that something you will take part in? Something you support? Something you would be against? It's always good to hear all sides of it. 01419511025. I think, Alex, what's always going to be difficult in, in Glasgow and in Scotland, people will... See, is it is it their team that's involved? Is it their rivals' team? And, and that sort of clouds things. I have no, obviously, I, I don't have that emotional feeling towards it the, the way Jeanette does. I, I don't have that. I don't. I don't have, I was going to say I don't have a, a horse in the race, but I don't think we can use that that sort of language no, 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 no. after earlier on in the whole jockey discussion. Generally speaking, take a step back, which we never do in Scottish football. So I'm not talking about Celtic or Rangers or yeah. Motherwell or anyone. Generally speaking, should we not always? Allow fans to, to stand up for what they believe in And have a say in the running of their club Because they're pretty important at the yeah, end of the day I'm surprised that the Celtic hierarchy um, You know Michael Nicholson should have had some sort of dialogue for them Because Jeanette's just come on there and basically said That they are willing to do the protest A silent protest Now it's going to be 90 minutes tomorrow night Potentially the same again on Sunday So unless there's dialogue So she's putting her straight back at the board And going unless there's dialogue We will not be singing and I don't know if it's just the Green Brigade or, or, or the people in the different fan groups so, have sort of co-signed so, it. So that you look at that and you think, what is the impact to the team? Because the last protest that they had was 30 minutes against Livingston. I said to Simon earlier on, they're on a right good vein of form. They dropped two points that day and it was 30 minutes into the game uh, and the players didn't really seem to get up to the level which they would have done if the backing would possibly have been there from the start. So uh, if they continue to do that, you don't know what kind of impact it's going to have. They're, they seem as if they're keen enough to 
continue the fight uh, But I'm not exactly sure how that benefits mm. the team What would your thoughts on that side of it be, Simon, from, from a player's perspective? <clears throat> from a player's perspective, uh, of course you love the atmosphere and, and, and the relationship the fans have got with Ange and the players at the moment uh, They're on a high, it's been good But at the same time, fans you know, need to be heard they're the most important people in the game So They just want dialogue I suppose I've been at a couple of the games I think there was a lot of banners Right round Celtic Park In the Hearts game I think it was uh, And if they're going to go and, and, and do this tomorrow night Yeah it's a shame Because The atmosphere And players want to come out And play in it But I think the players Would probably understand They'll go about their business They've, they've been playing In empty stadiums And if it's If it's the only way Ironically to be heard To be silent Then See if you're trying to employ someone of that kind of ilk So obviously if it's not Bernard Higgins uh, Say it's someone below him in some different rank Or someone who had actually been part of implementing this uh, Offensive behaviour behavior, yeah. yeah. So if, if they're At what point do you, where do you How far do you take this We're not happy with that guy Or the next mm. guy or so forth Because you, you would imagine a lot of these police Who are involved at that particular time Would be potential candidates to come in and take up a role the, I'm thinking back, Simon, to the tennis balls, for instance. It sounded like Ange <coughs> Postacoglu got it. You know whether whether he was delighted about it or not. I'm not entirely sure, but I think that day, sort of, he was one that said he at least, you know, was was happy to. Not happy is the wrong word. Um, I'm, no, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him here. Yeah. He, he said, you know, fans should have the right to yeah. sort of stand up for what they believe in. Ultimately, yeah, definitely. And again, from a spectacle point of view. You don't want the game stopped But yeah That was what they chose To do that day uh, As I say There was banners the other night if it's a, they had the, I think I was at the game as well With a 30, 30 minute silence And then they broke into To singing But yeah They, they want to be heard And as Jeanette I think they yeah. said That she's enlightened me A lot I haven't really had anything to do with it I don't know much about this But Jeanette's obviously Explained a lot of it there they're within their rights And you know they, they want dialogue They want a conversation Celtic fans agree Disagree Take part Won't take part Whatever you think Pick up the phone And let us know Still lots to get through Ahead of tomorrow What are you thinking Dead robber Or not What sort of rotation Will we see Who will we see involved Got a good full time teaser For you to Get your pen and paper ready Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray are here 0141-951-1025 And we're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB Let's look at tonight's teaser uh, A good one this a bit, It's similar it's the, it's the sister question of one that we did earlier this week If you like, sent in by Martin Now the way that Martin and others send these questions in They type out a nice email Send it to fulltime at clyde1.com Then we get the questions on the air And we give the pundits usually about the last 30 minutes or so of the show to try and come up with the answers Now I must admit Simon Donnelly This one may be a bit more Alex Ray's Ooh. Specialist subject But maybe not Maybe right, you'll okay. surprise us So we'll see Which 10 goalkeepers Daft goalies Have played for Rangers And also played in the English Premier League Going to let Simon Donnelly lead us off You can get the more difficult ones Simon okay. Donnelly 10 goalies who've played for Rangers And played in the English Premier League The current one Alan McGregor, McGregor, absolutely. Yes, well done. Do you don't know his name? Griggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, Andy Gorham. Andy Gorham, yes. Remember that spell at Man United? Yes. Um, John McLaughlin, no. No. 
Chris Woods would have been Premier League with you He has played Premier League Okay we'll leave it there Chris Woods That's three of the wow. ten So we'll leave it We're looking for ten goalies They've played for Rangers And they've also played In the English Premier League Now remember English Premier League 92 Starting off So yes. from, from that sort of uh, era Onward Let's bring in Robbie Who's a Celtic fan And see what his point is tonight Hi Robbie Alright Gordon How's it going Alright Alec and Simon Good 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 Hi there uh, I just want to mention uh, about the Green Brigade being a bit of a hit and a miss for me, and actually something that something that nobody's actually spoke about at the Hearts game, as you know, uh, Gary Mackay was going to take a corner and he was hit in the back by a plastic bottle, and there was coins thrown, and there was, I think he meant to take a corner twice, and you know he had to. Uh, there was one that hit with the bottle and there was another one when coins came down. Now, that came from the Green Brigade section and there has no been any statement. I mean, they're releasing statements on people to bring these banners into the ground and this silent protest that they've released these statements on Twitter and stuff like that. But they could have shown a wee bit of class and released a statement on that bottle-thrown incident and with the coins flying at, at, at Gary Mackay. They could have at least said, had the decency to actually apologise about it coming for their section and it'll not happen again. And they totally regret the incident, you know, because at the end of the day, it came from the back of Gary Mackay, and that section goes right round the corner. So it was 100% that it actually came from them. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I think they've actually, I was watching a podcast, and a couple of guys uh, were saying, it's regrettable what's happened, and, uh, you know, it's going to inflame the Bernard Higgins situation. I'm absolutely, uh, I think it's classless that they've not released a statement on that condemning that coming for their section and I just want to make that point that they could have done that through their Twitter account because that's where they released their statements I think they've got a website as well their own website and for that it was a high profile incident and you know it doesn't matter how much I was to hate a Rangers player or any you know all that sort of stuff see, see when bottles are coming on and coins I mean that guy could have lost his eye you know what I mean it doesn't matter if you're hardcore or Republican in there and it's a, it's a Rangers player the biggest Rangers player has been winding up Celtic fans it doesn't matter at all who, who, who it is in, in, in that, that, that area that's just no one and they should have released a, had the class to release a statement on that yeah I, I mean listen obviously on the, the throne of objects that's that's, that's just a no brainer I think we, we all remind me it was yes. Friday night Hugh was pretty disgusted by it everybody agrees with that so wouldn't doubt that for a second the only thing for sort of accuracy purposes this this kind of statement This protest Alex This is Yes partly from The, the Green Brigade But partly from the Celtic Trust And the There's I a think lot of four or five Other yeah. sort of sections And 250 su- supporter groups That's not to say I'm disagreeing with any of Of Robbie's point About the bottle But ju- just trying to Sort of distinguish That these are uh, This is a bit This is more than just a, a sort of Green Brigade thing To come up with this protest Yeah it seems as if There's a lot more uh, Organisations behind this Gordon uh, Simon was talking about The the, the Hearts game There seem to be a lot more Around the ground I think uh, across the board the, This guy's not a popular choice uh, That would be an understatement So uh, But obviously We don't want to see objects Coming for, onto the pitch uh, <coughs> The optics don't look great Either Gordon And uh, as, as the caller says there Robbie Potentially might cause A bit, a bit of damage Fortunately for uh, Barry Mackay if, if it was Gary Mackay But he's in his 60s now But, <laughs> but um, I, th- I think Listen we can do Without the, the objects Coming on the pitch oh, I think absolutely uh, Everyone would echo that I think uh, Robbie what about This idea of a Silent protest tomorrow Is that something you Would be in favour of Something you would take part in Or something you would discourage uh, I, I, 
like see see on paper, Gordon. I like I like the, I like the idea that if the board are staying silent, we'll stay silent as well. It's sort of kind of like a tit for tat. If you're going to do it, we're going to do it. But it doesn't really do any favours. I would actually like to see a peaceful protest at the doors of Celtic Park. You know, with a wee bit of noise, a bit of chanting. Ken, just a, just a, as long as there was no obviously heavy-handed police having to go in there. But I mean. I understand that they want to do it inside the ground because it's more noticeable, but they do it outside the ground at the main entrance of Celtic Park. You get the full greet. How, how many of them? I think there's about a thousand in that front section, Gordon. Why did they, why did they do that? Or, or at least do that the sitting? I mean, look, I don't know. Having having never been part of a, a protest, I must hold my hands up to that. I don't know specifically if I was to guess, Robbie, is it about trying to have, you know, sort of maximum impact? You know, if the, if the ground's silent, it's a fairly. A fairly noticeable thing for board members who are there. It would be noticeable on on the coverage and so on. Is that is that maybe the thinking? Yeah, that's what I say. Is I understand that inside Celtic Park it's going to be more kind of noticeable, but it just doesn't help the team. It just, I mean, it's just it's no no that or why not just carry on with the banners or come out with a new banner or something like that, you know, against us or something else in the ground apart from you know staying silent and no supporting the team. Um, Again, it's it's just something that the, the feel good factor about Celtic at the moment, you know, with the way they're playing and stuff like that. You know, they've had the, the high profile Hearts game, the, the managed to edge and the Dundee United performance. Everybody was thinking that was going to be a, a potential banana skin. Then they got an excellent performance. So at this time of year, with the busy schedule, they need backing, especially. I don't know if the Green Brigade are just thinking, just we didn't really need to back the team because it's a, a sort of kind of well, it's, it's not a dead rubber rubber game totally because you've got pride to play for and there's obviously a money that comes into Celtic yeah. if Celtic get the win. But um, you know, I just I just think that it's it, it maybe choose the right the right if there was any game they maybe chose the right game to do it. If it's an SPL game where we really need the points or tomorrow night was a total must win game and everybody you know if they get a point to qualify, if they win the qualify and all that and be two clear whatever it is two clear goals if it, you know or something like that you know I could maybe understand them uh, backing the team then but I think I think it's maybe just because of the type of game it is but mm-hmm. still even at that, that you shouldn't even think of, think of that it's Celtic that are playing why not just can, just do it in a different way I mean I've been, I've been reading the Facebook uh, on, on a group and the statement got released and there's a lot of Celtic fans who are dead against it. You know what they're doing, like the likes of even calling them children, grow up, can get behind the team and all that. Like, you know what I mean? What about the football? You you, almost, you touched on it there, Robbie, about the sort of. I mean, it's not meaningless, obviously, but it, you know, it's 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 towards the dead rubber end of the scale. Anyone in particular you think that you'd like to see? You want to see a bit of rotation? Is this a night where you, you just you you leave Turnbull in the stands? You leave Kyogo in the stands, or or a bit more of a mix? I would like to see a, a hybrid, uh, a, a bit more of a mix. A lot of people are saying bring out a full sh- second string, you know, but I, I wouldn't need to go that far, you know. You, you've got players that, that actually, this game is going to be really, I mean, Simon and uh, Alec will agree with us. You know, there's, there's players coming back from maybe a bit of injury. And if it was Simon or uh, uh, Alec in, in a similar type of game, they'd be dying to play. Because you know, I need, I need game time. You know, I'm dying to play. You know, I've just, I've just came back from injury. I've only played. I came on as a sub a couple of times, or I'm looking to get into the team because I've not been in speech or not this season. This is massive today, guys. You know, yeah, Simon. A couple of those names, due to other midfield issues, I think. You know, when he's been playing well, I'm not saying he's deserved to be 
anywhere but in the team David Turnbull's played like more than anyone yeah. is, is he prime candidate to, to sit out tomorrow? Yeah possibly uh, I was just looking at Celtic's Celtic have shared game time quite you know maybe through circumstances as well with different things quite a few boys have had game time he's certainly had more than most I don't see them taking out their skipper so maybe somebody like Turnbull could move out McCarthy maybe one of the ones that hasn't had a lot of game time mm-hmm. uh, I've scribbled down the lad's skills I know Greg Taylor's just came back in, into mm-hmm. that left back but skills comes off the bench and scores at the weekend might be a chance for him uh, but on the whole I mean you've got beat on it was a sub maybe he comes back in I don't think they've got much backing up front I think Do you think Jack- Hugo has to play? Well I think Jackie Marcus is obviously still injured I don't Ayeti? see I don't see Ayeti taking Kyogo's place I think Kyogo mm. will start again and lead the line so I don't I don't see there being too much change for Ange but maybe two or three just to give them some, some game time It's an interesting one though Alex hindsight becomes wonderful you play Kyogo tomorrow and he gets injured with a I cup know, final but, uh, and a, a range and, no, I know that I know I'm being it's a loaded question then, sure. but just with the schedule coming up, you just wonder if um, if you can avoid that potential, even if it's a small chance. Sure, there's only one way to avoid it completely. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. And uh, as I said, there's a lot of big games coming up. You've got the cup final on the nineteenth, and uh, then obviously the old firm game. Uh, I, I I would imagine that Ayeti would have to play some sort of part over the next couple of weeks because you can't keep he's needed. Yeah, and, and again, because of the significance of tomorrow night, I don't, you know, it's not as if there's too much riding on this, mm. is it that they're going to get to the last 32? So for me, it's, it's, it's I would play a Yeti, I would, uh, I would rest Kyogo because of the fact running the risk of uh, getting fit. I, I agree with Sid, I think uh, McCarthy definitely needs a wee bit of game time. Uh, I, I, w- I would consider uh, resting uh, Callum McGregor as well, but. I just I think had, with, I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I just think Captain City's form. Do you know? The, do you know the thing start is start the game, maybe take him off later he, on. He played over that very successful period they had. He was playing around about the fifty-five yeah. to sixty games, oh, and then then he did that <clears throat> last year. Said so, you don't want to run the no. risk of sixty re- games again, and then next really, year. So I really feel he's, he's hit top form again. Oh, he's, he's, know, he's, he's, he's without doubt one of the best players in Scotland, if, if not their best player. Yep. Yeah, I think for all the. Rogic's goal got so much of the attention at the weekend that somehow the the Turnbull one got overlooked to an extent. Oh, Both Turnbull's part in it and the really ball the, through, the, the, the great pass ball from, through, great run, great run. He sees it, great uh, pass through. I'm not a hundred percent sure if he, he means it. the flick in the mm. in the spin. It looks great, and he just missed one just before yeah. it, hadn't he? So he was glad to be back in that position. But I think he makes good runs like that. And when you've got somebody like McGregor who can spot it and deliver it. You know. Do you know the interesting thing about this Sid? He, he looks really surprised The ball The finish no, We do it every week at the fans <laughs> No surprise there Bambi on ice You two Especially at this time of year uh, Right thank you Robbie 01419511025 Any more on the teaser yes. Quickly I'll take one each uh, I'm going to go for Carroll Roy Carroll Big Roy yeah Okay oh, uh, Simon Andy Dibble And what a shout that Officer is Andy Dibble, Dibble. Of well course Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, right, we've had a bit of a mixed bag there. We had that was Robbie on Celtic fan saying, "Don't do this silent protest tomorrow." Not having it. What about Kathy and Alexandra? Hi, good evening, panel. Hello, Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I'm just kind of going to simplify things a wee bit. Can I just ask? And I realise it is simplifying it, but I believe the people that will be paying your wages tonight are the people that are tuned into Radio Clyde. Oh, I guess in a roundabout way, yeah, extent. I would imagine so, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the main point that I want to make 
I'm fully 100% behind Robbie's point regarding the objects getting flown into the pitch. That's not even up for discussion. Should never happen. Mortifying as a Celtic fan that that did happen. Um, disagree with Robbie in the fact that he's kind of putting this whole protest against Gern, uh, Bernard Higgins at the Green Brigade, the 20-year-old Green Brigade. No, this protest is for numerous Celtic fans and groups of all ages across the Celtic support. Um, it's completely contemptuous that the board are even considering this man's appointment. And the point that I was making in reference to who's paying your wages tonight is a point that not many people have heard mentioned is the fact that at the end of the day, the people that pay the board wages, the player wages, are the fans. The fans pay it through the payment of their season tickets, the merchandise they buy, the windfall tickets, the shares that they fought out for many years ago, the amount of money they spend travelling up in buses, etc. to games, and no other business would the people that own the business and pay the wages not be considered in the appointment of who they employ? I, I like it. I like the way you've put it, Cathy. I did actually say something similar. didn't put it anywhere near as well as you did, to be fair, um, earlier on, Simon. And, and that's what I said. It's easy here. We're bound to get bogged down on, on what team it is and whether you support that team or whether you don't. And then if you're a rival fan, what, what do you make of it? I naively like to think that we all when it comes down to it, do have something in common and it's just that we're football fans first and we all love our club whatever club that may be and I think to, to sort of get in the way of fans standing up for what they believe in whatever it is is, is a bit of a, a strange road to go down that that vehicle always has to be there does it not? Of course it does of course it does and you can't you can't stop it it's freedom of speech it's freedom to go I mean like I say obviously without crossing any lines yeah, yeah, that goes yeah, without saying yeah. <clears throat> yes uh, and whilst the, the, the protest up at Dens only infuriating from my personal view because the game got stopped I want to see I want to see football getting played but I understand that was what they wanted to do that day the balls in Celtic's court was the message that day they're obviously going to do a, a new message but as 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 Cathy says there I was at the game last week and it was evident that it was right round the stadium you know it wasn't in one one corner of the stadium there was banners everywhere so they want the opportunity to speak to club that's 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 the right. Yeah, I I, th I think this is the most frustrating thing for Celtic fans because they've been trying to get dialogue with the board over this subject for a long time. Uh, there's been no communication, and I think that's where the source of frustration. And they seem to be at an impasse, and unless someone gives way, and that has to be the Celtic board, I can't see this getting mm. better anytime soon. Because if you're talking about a protest tomorrow night, a protest Sunday, and there's no communication with the board going forward. Then you're looking at the next game after that, Gordon, and, and and where do you go for there? Because it just didn't bode well for anyone. Kathy, you put it well. I hate to tell you though, simply by calling tonight, you've put a pound in Hugh Keevan's pay packet for the month of December. Well, I hope that doesn't put you off. To get the point across, <laughs> um, the appointment of Bernard Higgins would be nothing short of immoral at Celtic Park. Immoral is the only word that I can describe it. I agree with Robbie from the point of view, and it is sad that the people that will suffer tomorrow night are the players. I was at the Livy game where we've done the 30-minute silence, and I'll be there tomorrow night, and I will happily participate in the 90-minute silence. And yes, I 100% agree that unfortunately people that will be punished for that will be the players, but the only people that have to be blamed for that is the board considering the appointment of Bernard Higgins Thank you very much Cathy In Alexandria I'll take another guess on the teaser quickly we're running a bit short on time Na here Naimi Yes Auntie Naimi don't oh, even don't start me don't say it nobody say it The Scottish goalie 
Exactly, right Simon, <laughs> I'll take a guess from you You need to give me a clue oh, We'll get the rest next then How's about that? <laughs> Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. In a quick show tonight, Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray. Time flies when you're having fun, as the saying goes. Uh, and we've got a teaser to round off which 10 goalies have played for Rangers and also played in the English Premier League. Roy Carroll, Andy Dibble, Andy Gorham, Alan McGregor, Anthony Naomi. No, he's not. And Chris Woods So you've got one, two, three, four, four. to go Four to yet uh, I'm going to throw uh, Vatterhus No Or Ronnie I thought it was Was he not man Do we know sign him for Man City? Good point He's not on the list right, okay. Just Maybe he inquiry play. Maybe he didn't play He was hopeless he Nah did. he was good keeper uh, No I'm struggling now That's me I've, I've done my, my tank Yeah me too We need, we need generation like The, the, the 90s clues. early tooth Whatever it was mm. Okay right, I'll do some uh, yeah, well, on, on Wikipedia He's got no Man City appearances actually right, It was okay. one season So maybe Maybe that is why um, Good show But what is it mm. Okay Here's <laughs> right, one for you That'll surprise you Maybe he Dutch. Belgian There's Dutch. one Who is currently A number one A first choice goalkeeper In the Scottish Premiership Wow Olnick Jack Anik, yes. Anik, only. He is there. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Okay, three to get. We'll get them before the end of the show. Was that who was at Newcastle? Yeah, I think so. We're going to bring nice. in Andy in the very near future, but just uh, kicking off, we've got a game tonight. How yes. could we forget? I did want to get to this a bit earlier on, but my goodness, it's been uh, quite a busy one today. Um, Hibbs uh, taking on Livy, uh, at Livy, I should say, uh, this evening. That Covid postponement, strong team from Hibbs, just pretty much the, the kind of. Bog standard Yeah well Jamie Murphy's in from the start Which we maybe don't see too often Who would who would come out of there then Gordon Because with Nesbitt You've still got Boyle um, So would that be your front three Yeah it looks like it So Josh Campbell stays in Great assist for him at the weekend Doyle Hayes still in Newell uh, Doig and McGinn Portis and Hanlon Yeah so it's, it's, it's pretty Strong much Strong team yeah Yeah. Um, so no Chris Cadden anywhere Yeah uh, Tonight amongst others So It's one, a big game It's a big game for one, him One league winning eight Yeah I have to say, you, uh, one of the ex house players was talking the other day. He says the last eight games, it's relegation form, four points out of twenty-four, uh, and you have to agree with it. You know they've got an opportunity now. I think they've got three games that are winnable. You've got Livingston, St. Yeah, a couple of games in hand still. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, these so you've got Livingston, you have uh, St. Mirren, and then you have Dundee uh, at Easter Road. Mm. Uh, it's the third game, and well, then they have those uh, bring their own pressure, though, don't they? When you when doubt. you're on a run like this. Yeah, without doubt, Gordon. And I'll tell you because the next five after that. You play the top four And then Aberdeen mm, So yeah. you've got some big games coming up So you need to take points in these next three They are underachieving with the, the, the players they've got aren't they? I mean, You look at them right in the semi-final and stuff They should be keeping that form that, sh- that should be More points should be on the board I know they're two games behind In terms of the league But they're underachieving Hibs just If you're taking four points out of 24 Then it, bode, it doesn't bode well Gordon no. you, you need to try and get some back-to-back wins yeah, the stage as well Where you wins. want to, I mean like the league form is important in its own right do you want to try and build up momentum going into the cup final, or does that just take care of itself? I think you need momentum, Gordon, because if you if you go into these games, the fans are feeling rubbish about things. Yeah, as well, well, listen, the fans have been clamouring for more tickets. They've managed to get an extra two thousand, so that'll take it up to nineteen thousand. If they go into this final on the back and not taking too much on the back of these next three games yeah. that they're up against, then you're going to that. They're already underdogs, but they've been massively, massively underdogs. Uh, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow, Andy? You'll be the last caller on before kickoff, by the looks of it. So go on, pick the team. Gio is not too sure he's 
a bit confused about things. He picks up the phone to you. What are you telling him? First, well, first off, before I make my point, I just want to say, uh, well, thanks for having me on. And secondly, I just want to say thanks again for the work you have done for Cash for Kids because uh, it's been some great work that you've done. And uh, honestly, I take my hat off to, to all the stuff mm. that you've done. I appreciate you saying that, Andy. It was a it was a really humbling weekend, mm. to be honest. The amount of money we raised, that the stuff we heard from from contributors and the generosity of people that put their money up for you know to buy the stuff and and for the people who donated it as well it really was it it, it was um humbling like i said yeah. but glad to to play a f- absolutely minute role um in in making things a little bit better so i appreciate you saying that andy what about tomorrow well see see my my issue is that everybody's been phoning up and they've been all pessimistic about oh we should be playing this team that team and all oh, the games don't matter and that that you know that, that it's not going to make a difference to the to the actual league's Table standing, so so why should we just give other players some some you know game time and should we you know just play a kind of half ass team? And it to me, I just feel that why why are we not playing the full team? Like why why are people having this pessimistic view of it? Because at the end of the day, are we not going into this competition wanting other teams to fear us? Are we not going in thinking, hold on, we want to play our best team? Like if Rangers went and played a, a kind of get let's give some minutes to some players that maybe are fringe players. And we come away with a loss. But say if Rangers went and won the game against Leon, does that not make a statement and make other teams think, hold on a second, we'll maybe have to kind of like rethink how we're going to play Rangers because because they've just went and beat beat Leon, you know? Do you know I think is that that we should if we played a full strength team instead of giving people game time, um, then that makes more of a statement than. Playing, giving, just giving people minutes. I think the cup games, like the early stages of the cup, is where you give people game time. Um, yeah, I actually get that. And I, do you know what, Andy? I like the fact that we've heard a different theory mm. on it, and, and I like it. Let me test your theory. Does this notion of sending out a statement? Let's assume that you're right, and that, and that is a thing. Is it more important though than risking players becoming tired, fatigued, or even worse, injured? D- d- you know, d- does that outweigh the risk? Let's look at it this way. If it was a must-win game for Rangers to get into the next stage of the Europa League, then would we not be playing the, the same team that we'd be playing for the, the next game in the league? Yeah, but you know, it's, it's not. That's what I'm saying. So you can, have, can you not I, afford to to do it? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, but at the end of the day, you're not wanting to try and kind of boost your profile on, on the European stage and, and make a make an impact. And you know, if you if you go out there and, and say Leon Leon thrashes right because we we don't play a full strength team, then other teams might think that we're a bit of a rollover and 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 maybe it might even hit the the Rangers players. You know, their their confidence might dip. They might think, oh, we we can't go up against teams like Leon and and beat them. Alex, so what do you think? And then we, oh, we beat them. Yeah, then. sorry, mate. I, I listen. I understand what the the caller's saying there, Gordon, in terms of go and show a statement and things and. It's not as if you're throwing in loads of kids here. What you're doing is you're you're putting in good quality as well. We've often spoke about the strength and depth that Rangers have. So I think if they even did make three or three or four changes, they would still be players of a good quality. So I don't think you're going to go over there and get get roasted because of that. I think there's a bigger picture at play. I've already mentioned four games in ten days. Uh, it gives an opportunity to rest some players because the next couple of weeks. The games are coming thick and fast, so I think the manager will be mindful of the game at the weekend, mm. and also getting minutes because you might you you also when you're using guys in the next week to ten days, you want them to be up to speed. You want them to have game time under the belt, and this is a perfect opportunity to put them in. Is there also Andy? Is it worth bearing in mind though that the manager 
kind of needs a chance to get a look at, at these players soon. Is that come into your thinking? Uh, yeah, you make a fair point there. Yeah, he needs to see the players and what they're, they're capable of, and and you know he's 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 new to the job. He's new to seeing the players. So yeah, it's good for him to see this kind of full scope out of the whole team. Um, and it, I guess yeah, yeah, it gives gives him an opportunity to to put some of the players, the fringe players, in a kind of higher profile game, which gives them. You know, it's not it's not playing against like teams are going to sit yeah. and play very defensively. Um, you're playing against an attacking team, so he gets to to see different aspects of each player's game. But I don't know. I just feel that if we, if we're going out there, we should be aiming to win every single game. We say that like when you you take the job at either Rangers or Celtic, what's the aim? To win every single game. You're not you're not there to to draw or to lose. So why make a change when just because? There's nothing riding on it. The only thing that's riding on it, I guess, is the financial aspect of getting some money for, mm-hmm. for beating Leon. But I still feel that we should be going out and try to win every game because we're Rangers and it's Celtic or Celtic, and they want you want to win every game. You want to be, you want to boost the profile of Scottish football as well. So, so we should just we should just be going at it and and taking going right for the juggler and taking every team to to how we. You know, as yep. far as we can You've fought your corner well Andy I like it That was Andy in Bears Den The final caller of tonight 01419511025 Still nothing doing uh, Between Livy And Hibbs. Just double checking that I don't think so uh, Time for you two then To get three more goalkeepers Who've played for Rangers And have played In the English Premier League Take it away I'm going to go for Alexander No Actually, oh, now I think he went to Crystal Palace, didn't he? But maybe didn't play at the post. At the post, with that yeah, moment. I thought it was a stick on as well. Said, but um, we're under oh, the cosh. There's the music. <laughs> That's when you know you're in trouble. <laughs> three to get. Callum get the car fired up. Me, Sidorovsky. Um, give us uh, right. Okay, the, the so time, talking, the time um, scale even. Kind of similar era, actually. So as rain, you know, probably at that time when Rangers were going through a number of goalkeepers a few years ago, from sort of Warburton to before that, that sort of. Yeah, I'm time. Just, so there was Alexander. Then there was one was a Sc- one got Scotland caps. Yeah, I Blackpool. Know. Yeah, uh, remember him? Oh, Jelksy. Yes, Matt Jelks. Uh, now I think the next there are two left, and I think they both linked with Everton. I think would be the the common denominator. Everton. Maybe I'm Everton. wrong. One's got this. One's what for, era? What era? Uh, oh, we're going again. We're only going back a couple of years for the Rangers appearance. Simonson Yes Steve Simonson oh, And the last simple. one's The last one's tough I must have, I think we're going back Oh Maybe Very here No 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 not, Obviously not as far as that We'll just put you out your misery No no tell I me. need to Thomas Myra I'd never go Never go Right back tomorrow never With go. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Callum's up next